It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Dallas is trying to avoid a 3-0 series deficit. Your best players, they have to set the tone and have one of those games. Dallas's aggressiveness yeah. is really impressive tonight. Luka Magic on full display here. Stephen Curry once again going into his bag. A good game three and we've got it. It's the third quarter again. The difference for the Warriors. That's all she wrote. One win away from the NBA Finals. He is Jalen Rose. I am David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it we that we do? Jalen Rose, game three in Dallas. Dallas looking to avoid a 3-0 hole in the series. And guess what? Andrew Wiggins had himself a game. And this is the highlight that everyone is discussing. Goes up, uses the off arm, gets called for a foul. It is reviewed. And it is just a good bucket. Mr. Rose, this dunk propelled Wiggins and the Mav and the, the Warriors to a 3-0 lead. Absolutely. He was terrific. 27 points, 11 boards, fantastic dunk over the top. The, the beauty of what I've seen with the Golden State Warriors, Jacoby, started a couple of seasons ago. Normally, when you use a, lose a player the caliber of Kevin Durant, that means lottery, especially when you have injuries to Klay Thompson. So what did the Warriors do? They reinvested in their team. You have future investment in Wiseman and Kaminga. Gary Payton II becomes an asset. Jordan Poole gets more minutes. You acquire Andrew Wiggins for the contract of D'Angelo. You bring in Looney to play quality minutes down low alongside the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green. And when Clay is, uh, returns, and Steph deals with injury, of course they're gonna struggle some. When Draymond Green is out with injury, of course they're gonna struggle some. But now when they're all back and collectively whole, and Steve Kerr's on the sideline, they're just too much for the Dallas Mavs. Wallace, Wallace, I'm gonna need you to send me my broom for the next show, because <laughs> this will be a sweep likely. I hope it becomes a gentleman's sweep, that means the Mavs at least win one game because of pride. But 105 minutes were played alongside Luka by Bullock, Powell, Bertans, and Cleaver. Cleaver. They played 105 minutes. They scored a total of five points. Oof. They played 105 minutes and scored five points. And coming into this series, I don't care what show it was, I was asked, are the Warriors going to slow down Luka? And like I told you, he's the most dominant perimeter player in the game right now. Nobody's slowing down Luka. And by the way, he still had 40 and 11 really easy. It's just that he doesn't have enough help outside of Brunson and Dinwiddie. 
Well, people always ask who, how they're going to slow down Luka. People always ask me who is the best player left in the playoffs. And every time I said Steph Curry, I was like, I, I, people forgot about <laughs> Steph Curry. There's so much celebration of Tatum and Butler and Luka. But Steph Curry still has that jump shot. And last night, yeah, there's a lot of attention on Wiggins because Wiggins had a game we didn't expect from him. But at this point, we're just expecting and getting 30 points and great shots like this one from Curry every single night. When you see Steph Curry shoot the ball and he turns around and looks at the bench before it goes in, that's the equivalent of Wiggins dunk. That's mm. the equivalent of Jordan tiptoeing on the sideline around the OG Charles Oakley and dunking on Patrick Ewing. That's unheard of. It's literally unheard of for somebody to shoot a three like pop a shot, turn around like it's no big deal, and then it goes down. That's the beauty of Steph Curry that you're talking about, Jacoby. The most unselfish superstar that I recall, along with Tim Duncan, in the history of the NBA, and here's why. He can get his without dominating the ball. See, yep. so many times people talk about the responsibility of the best player. Usually that's to make everybody else around you better, and we win because we got you. Since Steph doesn't dominate the ball, it's off cuts, it's off down screens, it's off misdirections, it's in the half court, it's in transition. He can even get his off the bounce. Now all of a sudden, it unlocks the attack for everybody else. It allowed Clay to get a couple of shots in. It allowed Wiggins to have a big game like he did. And as we knew coming into this series, the Mavs have already outplayed expectations. Yep. Jacoby, this reminds me of last year. The way Trey Young's greatness shot the Atlanta Hawks into the Easter Conference Finals, and then they were overwhelmed by the Milwaukee Bucks. That's what I'm seeing from the Mavs this year going against the Golden State Warriors. And after the game, Mavs superstar Luka Doncic added some perspective about expectations and where this young team is. Let's listen to Doncic. I'm still learning, and I think, you know, after this season is done, whatever we are, uh, I think I'm going to look back, you know, and learn a lot of things, you know. It's my first time in conference finals in the NBA. Uh, so I, I'm 23, man. I'm still learning a lot. Jalen, that's a lot of good perspective from Doncic. That also doesn't sound like someone who's at the podium saying, we're going to win four games in a row against the Warriors and shock the world. They're not going to be able to do it. He know it. You know it. We know it. I just hope it's not a normal sweep, that it's a gentleman's sweep. And again, Luka ascended again this year, Jacoby. Yep. Like he was already considered an all-NBA player and a, and a virtual superstar, but now he's become unstoppable. The unstoppable perimeter player in the NBA and does it in all phases. And I like the pace that he plays at. Even when he makes a shot at the end of the shot clock, even when he makes a shot at the end of the quarter, you see he never got sped up. Nope. He still knocked it down. So Lucas definitely catapulted himself into we're going to win because we got him status. And it's been a joy to watch. It'll also be a joy to watch what moves the Mavs make this offseason because they have some contracts that they could trade. They could prove themselves, certainly at the, the center position. Rudy Gobert comes to mind. It'll be interesting to see what Mark Cuban in that fun office puts together in order to get the right pieces around Luka to get over the hump and get into the finals. Jalen, there's some news about 
one of your former teammates. Juwan Howard has done a great job at the University of Michigan as the head men's basketball coach, so much so that the Lakers inquired about him. And what did Juwan say, Mr. Rose? He's not going to be able to do it. And, and here's a couple of reasons why. The collegiate coach landscape now rivals and or equals the NBA job because you don't have to leave college to get top dollar anymore. Mm. And then the other thing about a college job, you can have it five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Whoever gets this Let's Naker job probably won't have it in two or three years, even if they do a good job because the current job is to win right now with LeBron and AD. When this roster turns over and becomes a new iteration, that might call for a new coach. So I am happy that he isn't interviewing for the job. I'm not surprised that he's not interviewing for the job, in particular based on his relationships. We played with Rob Palenka in college. Yep. He played and won a championship with LeBron James with the Miami Heat. And to have Jeannie Buss calling your phone to come do an interview, that's something you always got to consider. But Jawan understands that he went back to Ann Arbor to re-establish a championship, something that we've only been able to achieve one time with the legend OG Glenn Rice in that squad. And I know how much that means to him to try to bring back a championship to Ann Arbor. It's also hard when you're a college coach to go to the pros because you recruited so many players into that program. But his sons are on the team. Like, that would have been messed up <laughs> if he left the team that his sons were on in order to coach the Lakers and LeBron James. It is time for one of our signature segments. It is Soft Move or Boss Move. Justin Thomas won the PGA Championship in Oklahoma. It was a three-hole playoff. There was a lot of drama. Then afterwards, a relieved Justin Thomas, after winning the PGA Championship, did something that I was shocked by. So he sinks the putt, Mr. Rose. And then what does he do? He dabs. You'll see it no. right here. Boom. He no. dabs. No. Jalen Rose. Justin Thomas dabbing after winning the championship soft mover boss move. <laughs> this reminds me when people started saying swag, right? And then people in the White House were saying it. And we at Jalen and Jacoby retire words for the culture. And that was one. Dab mm. is another it's over. one. It's over. It's over. Like, like this is a, this, no different than bust. We retired wife beater, and we Can't shouldn't have had it. to retire the dab because it was played out 30 minutes after it came into existence. My son is eight years old. I don't even let him dab. He started dabbing around the house. I'm like, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that anymore, Quincy. That is a soft move from Justin Thomas, but I thought it was hilarious. I can't even do it. I can't even bring myself to dab making fun let of Justin see. Thomas. Let me see. Let me I can't see. do let it. See. I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it. I've never seen you do it either. Jalen. We talked about the Western Conference Finals, which seemed to be over with the Warriors taking a 3-0 lead, but it is time to turn our attention to the series that you are following. You are in Boston getting ready for Game 4 that the Celtics need on their home floor. We'll discuss that right after this. You're watching J&J. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thank you for watching Jalen and Jacoby on television, but don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. We always have exclusive content that you can't get. I'm just watching the TV show. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. Tonight in Boston on the parquet of TD Garden, game four of the Eastern Conference Finals all of a sudden becomes somewhat of a must-win game for the Boston Celtics because in game three, Bam Adebayo put his stamp on the series, had himself a huge game in the absence of Robert Williams. I need the greatness of Hove to describe what I saw from Bam the other night. It was haunting season. It was hunting season. Bam was an unstoppable rude boy who showed up with the ambition to nice up a whole nation. The fourth center to ever lead a playoff team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks in the same basketball game. It was one thing for the Miami Heat to have 19 steals. It was a whole nother thing to Bam to come out with the aggression that he played with. And they fed off of that from the beginning of the game when they were up 26. In the second half, when they maintained that lead to 15, the Celtics did a really good job of fighting themselves to get back in the game. But for Bam, it was cake and dumpling season. Spinners and dumpling season. He was just dominant without Robert Williams, in particular his height and ability to block shots. I think that gave him a level of confidence. Also, slipping and pocket pass in the middle where he could just catch the ball and operate with his mid-range jump shot in the paint. And it was terrific to watch how he basically matched his productivity. He did more in game three than he did in games one and two total. And they really needed it. And shout to P.J. Tucker, too. Anytime he's going to get you 17 points, and Oladipo came in, locked down D, snatched Jalen Brown's jewels, snatched Jason Tatum's jewels, ended up with four steals on the game. It was a Heat culture victory on the road. It really was. And it's, it's Miami Heat defense really stepped up in game three. Game one and game two, they didn't get much from Bam, but game three, they really did. They got a lot from Tucker. It was a big win for the Heat. And now the Celtics are somewhat on the ropes. One of the stories of this game, Jalen Rose, it seems like everybody got injured at some point, including Jimmy Butler. Yes, and didn't return for the second half. Luckily for the Heat, they built up a big lead. But you acknowledge Marcus Smart, when you watch his injury, it looked a lot more serious than it ended up being. But those injuries do have a lingering effect. In particular, he was also dealing with a sore foot. Jason Tatum looked to be more of a stinger. I knew he was going to return to the game. But the overarching problem for the Celtics, not only was the 23 turnovers, but how they were getting them. The Miami Heat were snatching their jewels. Give it here. Don't say nothing. 19 steals. Jalen Brown was terrific offensively, scoring around 40. 
And yep. Al Horford was awesome, giving them 20 plus and 10. And people are going to talk about the Jimmy injury and Pritchard. The same with John ja Jordan Poole. I, I'm not buying into those theories in any way, shape, or form. The bottom line is Jimmy Butler had a knee injury. He missed another game earlier in the playoffs. I anticipate since there was no MRI and no X-ray that he's going to be all right to play tonight. Here's who's listed as questionable for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Max Drews, P.J. Tucker, and Gabe Vincent. That's like their whole rotation right there. I mean, that's six rotation players in a team that plays eight or nine players. But none of these people are listed as out. They're all listed as questionable. And then the Celtics are listing Marcus Smart, Robert Williams as questionable, and Jason Tatum as probable. So in this physical series, maybe just being available, having your players is going to be the key to victory in this one. Absolutely. And Robert Williams III... His presence has to be a factor for the Boston Celtics if they're going to go on and win this series. Obviously, you want to keep the turnovers down if you're Boston. But again, Jason Tatum has to emerge and have a huge game. He was pedestrian the entire game. He struggled mm. offensively. He complained too much to the officials. His turnovers were high. I think he responds tonight and looks resembles more like the player that he has the majority of these playoffs than he did by being stymied by the Heat. But I also have to say this. This is a victory for Eric Spolstra. No Jimmy Butler in the second half. Yep. Tyler Hero, the sixth man of the year, struggled. You develop Victor Oladipo to not put him in positions where he can be performer like this. Matt Struess made a couple of big shots when you needed it the most. And I mentioned P.J. Tucker's toughness in offense also. That's literally getting the most out of your roster. Yep, Struess had a huge three at the end of the game, and Bam Adebayo had himself like a little shot clock, end of the Hunting clock, fade season. away. Like, just just, just got that bucket that they needed to got them to win. Now, Jalen, you've never been accused of being a defensive player, but the NBA all-defensive team is out. When you look at this collection of defensive players, what stands out from you from the first and second all-defensive team in the NBA? No true surprises as you relate to the all-defensive teams. And a lot of that has to do with injury. No different than the MVP race would probably look different if everybody was healthy the entire season. Yep. But for overarching purposes, when you gauge the productivity of each of those guys defensively and the team record, I'm not mad at the first team, and I'm definitely not mad at Marcus Smart winning Defensive Player of the Year. That's why he got my vote. Absolutely, and you've seen some. Most of these players have sort of had their fingerprints on a series in these playoffs thus far, and Marcus Smart is certainly one of those. They need him healthy for the Celtics to be successful. We saw what happened when he was in the lineup in Game Two. Hopefully, he can be in the lineup tonight in Game Four. Jalen Rose, Candace Parker is having her farewell tour in the WNBA at 36 years old. She's the oldest player to ever have a triple double, which she notched for her hometown, Chicago Sky. Let's celebrate Ms. Parker. Absolutely, and it's great to see her balling back for Chicago. It's, it's great to see her balling in her hometown of Chicago, where I was playing with the Bulls when she was winning championships as a high school player before going on to star at Tennessee. Still doing work in the WNBA, putting up a big triple-double. But you know what I need from the WNBA and from the NBA? I need louder voices about bringing Brittany Griner home. Yep. That's what I need. It was one thing to have her initials on the court opening night, but we need a little more conversation. We need some more interviews as it relates to bringing her home because I don't know if you saw the picture of her, 
but her head was down. She looked just like distraught. And, 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 that, and that picture really, um, really hurt my heart. So again, we say it here at J&J, &J, and we're gonna do it again today. Bring Brittany Griner home immediately, safely and swiftly. Also, I have some breaking news regarding Candace Parker, Mr. Rose. There's going to be a documentary about her life, and that documentary is going to be directed by none other than my wife and better half, Joey Jacoby, who travels to Joy. Chicago to shoot with Miss Parker this week. We'll be back right after this. We're going to tell you who we think is going to win game four in Boston and much more. Stay tuned. You're watching J&J. Game four Eastern Conference Finals is tonight, of course. Before the game at 8 p.m., it is the NBA Countdown crew featuring Jalen Rose with a fresh cut and a suit and likely a live flower on his lapel. And then That's it is Heat Celtics right. from Boston at 8.30 on ABC. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, every single day that Brittany Griner is detained in Russia, we will acknowledge it here on Jalen and Jacoby. 95 days is entirely too long for her to be detained in Russia. So we at Jalen and Jacoby wish her a safe, speedy return to the United States. Jalen, I followed the Eastern Conference Finals through Game 3. You are there in Boston right now for Game 4. And I want to ask you about a couple gambling tips for tonight's <laughs> Game 4. I thought that this series would be a lot lower scoring than it has been thus far. The over under tonight is 207.5 total points. Would you take the over and the under in this matchup of defensive teams? Jacoby, you know on Countdown, I've been crushing the bets. Like, I'm, I'm like 80%. Like, people been hitting me up like, good looking. We following your bets. So I got you right here also. Take the under. Okay. Here's why. Do you see today's game and both teams scoring 103 points? I don't see that. I don't believe that's going to be a case. I believe this is going to be a tightly contested, defensive-oriented game. I say take the under. I felt that way, but every game in this series has been higher scoring than I expected. But one thing that would make me lean towards the under would be just how many players are listed as questionable right now as we tape this show. Before the game time, there's about nine or ten players that we don't know whether or not they'll even suit up and play Good in this point. game, which is one of the reasons that has me thinking about the under. Now, one thing, depending on where you sort of place your legal wagers, there's a spread in this game, which I was pretty surprised by. The Heat are getting six, five and a half, six and a half points on the road. They're getting six points after winning in game three. What would you pick if that was the spread? The Heat are the favorite to win tonight? No, oh, they're I, getting six points. Oh, they are they getting six? Oh, okay. I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I believe the Boston Celtics will cover. I think the Boston Celtics win by at least six and cover. Would you consider this a must-win game for the Celtics? Because if they Definitely. lose, they fall down 3-1. Really? Absolutely. You get down 3-1, it's Luther, babe. It's over now. You and me, babe. Well, I'm rooting for the Celtics because if there is a Game 7 in Miami, I will be there. We will be back tomorrow and every day, ESPN 2, 4 o'clock. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. First of all, I was in Boston for game three. I want to give a big shout to the Podfather. We had a chance to chop it up with the Podfather a little bit. And some conversations are froth wax. You know what I mean? We had a great, great <laughs> hang with the Podfather after the game. Twice in the last week, I've been out past 1 a.m. This is going to be tough. I need to shut it down for a couple days. I need to shut it down. I'm like Jimmy Butler. So I might not even come out. I might not even come out of the, of the locker room at halftime today. Jalen Rose. What up, though? Do we have, are we going live flower on the lapel today? We are going live rolls. We're going spray rolls today. So, spray for rolls. example, no question, they're, they're, they're a little bit smaller. And oh. the, the one thing about the rolls I want to point out to a lot of people. One, when I watch The Godfather as a shorty, I always wanted to have a cat that I can hold like that picture and have a rose on my lapel. I always wanted to do that. I just thought that that was so gangster for so many reasons. But then as my life started to, I guess, uh, formulate, the one thing that my mother always did is celebrate our last name. When Mm. I was young, fam, we had a Chrysler Cordoba. And the license plate said, The Rose. When I first bought my mother her house, I have a rose engraved in the floor at the entrance. When I got drafted, my mother got a rose tattoo on her chest, the only one that she had. So wearing the rose for me a lot more often now, it's not the first time people have seen me do it. I did it. For NBA draft, matter of fact, when Wiggins got drafted, when I was saying rigging for Wiggins back then. I'm, so it's not the first time that I've done it, but since I lost my beloved mother, it's a way for me to celebrate her, but also keep her memory close to me while I'm covering basketball because she's the one that got me into the sport and sacrificed so much for me to actually get to practice, for me to play the game, for me to invest in trying to become a basketball player. No one made more sacrifices. So the the live roles is also a tribute, number one, first and foremost, for my late mother. Big shout out to Cassandra, Jeannie Cassandra Rose. Now, Mr. Rose, the Dallas Mavericks, doesn't look like they're going to have too many more playoff games this season. But they no. get fined. Every single game they get fined because of some of their bench behavior. What do you think about these fines and what do you think about the bench behavior? Well, first off, I thought it was rude and almost unprofessional to hear a referee tell somebody on the bench to go change their shirt. I thought he was joking. And then I was like, he's not joking. It was Theo Pinson. 
So, 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 so here's why you shouldn't tell NCAA champion Theo Pinson to change his shirt. When the last time you were watching an NBA game and the people who weren't in uniforms, we cared about their color combinations. <sighs> no, I don't know. I mean, Ever. Ben Simmons come to mind. Marcus Smart comes Correct. to mind. Some people that stick out. Yeah. Correct. Not because you think it's a distraction to the other team. And here's, by the way, I want to point out something. That's what happens when the road team is wearing white uniforms also. So that's two different things at play that has changed in the game. Normally, the Mavs, the home team, will be wearing white at home. But in this case, right, they were wearing white on the road. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, I, I thought it was taking it too far. And it reminded me of when the league instituted a dress code in a lot of ways. I was like, he really, I, I, I was like, is he really just saying that because he got on the t-shirt? Or is he really saying it because it's a white t-shirt? Like it, it, it really just threw me off. But you know what I love? He ain't changed. No, and, no. And let me, let me tell you what happens after the ref tells him that. He goes straight to Mark Cuban and say, the ref told me to change. What do you think I should do? Mark Cuban, like, don't worry about it. Keep on what you got on. Yeah, I got, I got the money for that one. Don't worry about it. And also, exactly. I don't even think that this Cavs bench is being particularly out of pocket either. Like, this this is just kind of silly to me. It's like, is there really someone in Secaucus who's just staring at the tape, looking at the bench to see if they step on the floor or something? Like, come on, what are we doing now? The Memphis Grizzlies have a college-like atmosphere. They basically stand up 75% of the game the entire time. Mm -hmm. And that's what made their team special, that camaraderie that they have, whether they're in the game or outside of the game. So I just felt like, we're making too much of the Mavs bench. But we ain't gonna have to worry about it too much longer because they're no, about not. to get bounced. No, yeah, they are. They're about to get bounced. Now, if they do get bounced, you have to wonder when they traded Kristaps Porzingis, right? It almost felt like they were saying, let's get off of this one big contract, bring in some other contracts. Maybe we can move those and maneuver that and sort of then we'll have the right team around Luka. I don't think they expected to be in the Western Conference Finals like this. However, Assuming they will get bounced, which I believe they will get bounced in game four, game five. What moves do you expect them to make this offseason to better build around Luka Doncic? So this is why you listen to the pod, right? Um, because we like to go deeper into the box score and tell you things before people start to say them. And then when they start to say them, you can just say that's broken news, right? And the Mavs did have on their dark uniforms yesterday. I misspoke on that. But either way, road teams still wear white jerseys, and that does throw the dynamics of home and road uniforms well, off. That's, that's why the referee wanted him to change, because I think that he felt that the, the Warriors might mistake him for a Warrior because he had on a white T-shirt, which I've never seen happen. I mean, this probably happened a couple times. Well, well, well news flashed in. If that's all it takes, here's what I'll propose. Every time a player's injured and sitting on the bench, they should wear the colors of the opposing team. <laughs> sure. It's just, it's just, it, it's silly. Right? Like, right? It's silly. It, right? Right? So, okay, so there we go. 
So they need rim protection. They need an interior anchor. I mentioned Kleber, Bertans, Powell, and Bullock played a grand total of 105 minutes and scored five points. 105 minutes, score five points. So they clearly need help in that area. A player that I've said on this show that I wish could have flipped uniforms right after the series was Rudy Gobert. So here's a question. There's, if you get Rudy Gobert, <clears throat> is do you think that Luka is better off having a rim running center or having shooting around him? Because it seems like having the shooting around him has been helpful during this season. This I want to channel, channel a couple of things. Uh, you can't win, child. You can't begin because you can't get out of the game. I believe that's Michael Jackson. Is that the Wiz? But either way, I'll channel Adrian. You can't win. Jacoby, let me tell you something. That five around the three line stuff sound good, but you got to have somebody defending that paint. You gotta have the the, the the Golden State Warriors are score 50 points in the paint in yesterday's game. You gotta have somebody defending that paint. Mm. And in particular, if you can get the guy that's first team all defense, that's been a defensive player of the year, that's the person that you go after if he's devel- uh, available. And again, Trey Young, Luca. Young superstar level players who aren't locked down defenders also need that anchor, that rim protector in the paint to make up for when teams are hunting them. And so Rudy Gobert would be ideal, in my opinion, for their situation. Obviously, if you could throw a blank check and find a way to poach DeAndre Ayton from Phoenix, that'll be the move, but I don't believe Phoenix, I don't know what Phoenix is doing with that situation. Let me just say that out loud. <laughs> like, Touch. Let's talk about it. What what are they considering? Like, just sign DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> Who are you going to bring in that's going to play in DeAndre Ayton's minutes that's going to be more effective than DeAndre Ayton? Nobody, nobody, nobody. Who? Nobody. Who's coming to save the day? So, Stay tuned if you're the Mavs, but yes, that rim protection, that lob threat is something that they desperately need and it's highlighted in this series. I think a lot of it is, is, yeah, it might be better, quote unquote, better to have Lucas surrounded by shooters, but it would also be better to have someone who can actually stop the team from just getting past their 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 defender and then scoring at the rim. Like it's happened. I mean it seems like any possession that the Warriors really need a bucket, they can just get to the rim and get one. I wanna tell I wanna tell you and people who use analytics like it's the toolbox, not a tool. On uncontested layups and dunks, that's a 90% shot for NBA players. Free throws for great NBA players, usually 75% and above. That's Mm -hmm. higher than a three-point shooting. A great three-point shooter going to shoot 40%. 40%, yep. So so if I could get two buckets equaling four versus one bucket equaling three, plus I have somebody to get me stops, the five-around theory 
helps during the game. It does have a place in the game, but you can't win if you can't defend the paint. I agree. And there's only so many players like the Jaron Jackson Juniors or the, the Lopez's that can do both, both sort of protect the paint and shoot from the outside. Jalen, there's a couple more things I want to discuss with you, Mr. Rose. Does Dame Lillard play on the Blazers next season? If I'm Portland, yes. Does Julius Randle play for the Knicks the entire season next season? No. No, 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 no. He does not. Julius Randle does not finish next season as a Knick. Interesting. As a Die Easy Knicks fan, who could they possibly trade Julius Randle for? I mean, you hope you could try to trade him for um, all-star level players unhappy with their current situation. But the one thing about Julius Randle's game is a face-up four that shoots the three and is ball dominant. There's there's a there's select teams that need that style of player because many teams don't want to play that style. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? If you really look at the landscape of the league, it's only a couple of bigs, Giannis, Joker, and Embiid, where teams physically run their offense through that guy. So if you bring it in, um, Julius Randle, you're basically trying to use him like the Pelicans used Zion last season. That's how you would have to use him. Like a point power forward, point center in certain lineups. Julius Randle is better than people who are down on him after the Knicks struggled this year. Yeah. I knew he would be an all-star in the Eastern Conference and he's still a productive player. But he just can't be your first or second best player on a championship team. We always say we give the people what they want. One of the things, one of the things about Julius Randle is he gets it done, and um, we will always highlight the ones who get it done. That's brought to you by Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed by 24/7 support and access to product specialists. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by one of the many locations. We always say we get the people what they want. Part of that is hearing from the people. Jalen, what number should people call right now if they want to be on the show? How about it took me like seven years to actually learn the number? <laughs> I'm, I'm so confident in you now. I'm so confident in your ability to do this now. What's the number? 98580 J-A-L-E-N. And I always see people that say they called in and left five messages and they keep calling and they get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Keep calling and leave your messages. You will eventually get on the show just like this. Jalen, Jacoby, Jacob, and Tampa. I work at a retirement community, and we just had a massage therapy inspection. So in the inspection, they make sure everybody has their certifications, everybody's licensed. But they also started to ask about our hours of operation. So this might be a cultural regional, but I'm also wondering, if you see a massage therapy place, in, place open at like 10 p.m., is that a place that I want to go into? Keep giving the people what they want. Keep cashing them checks. Peace. <laughs> this, is, this is a great question from Jacob. 
If your if your spa massage, first of all, doesn't have showers, okay? Doesn't have a locker room, doesn't have robes, and it's just like on the third floor of a building, and there's a small sign that says like spa open, and it's after the sun went down. That, that that that's not that's not that's not a legit massage therapy uh, situation. <laughs> that is not a legitimate massage therapy therapy situation. There's certain like there's certain strip malls. There was one right at the end of, of my block when I lived in L.A. where I was like, I've 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 never seen anyone go in or out of this place. <laughs> but the doors open. I've never seen a single human being go in or out of this place. What I know what they're not going in there are going to be like. Would you like a deep tissue or a shiatsu or or you know what I mean? Or, or, or we've got a hot stone massage. I don't think they have official official. <laughs> licenses in these places it's a great question from jacob thank you for the call jacob we appreciate the support thank you for all of our supporters that make us who we are over a 10-year period there hasn't been a pitch meeting about a podcast where this program hasn't been mentioned and i love to see the growth in this industry as i run into like my people's like gilly and wallow with million dollars worth of game or drink champs with nori or Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, Envy, and Yi, and just watching how the podcast game has exploded with all the smoke and Matt Barnes and uh, Steven Jackson, and I could go on and on about uh, JJ Reddick and CJ McCollum and all of the young people that we've watched come into this space and are doing their own thing. So we, we appreciate the support, and I have to acknowledge that because, as you mentioned, the pod father, we were with him, and he's the person that helped put us on. So we definitely appreciate the love. Let me just tell you this. There's a term for this that I can't use, but the first word is rub. Don't, don't, that don't. It's, 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 it sounds like usually if it's after 10 p.m., it's more of that kind of place. Now, certain cities stay open later, right? So in New York or Miami, those are two places that you actually take a nap before you go out. Vegas too. So those three places, there could be legitimate establishments open that are still just doing late night business. But for the most part, the landscape of massages, usually if it's 10 p.m., that's probably a place that you're gonna go to and you may even have a good time. Or you may even run into a, like a, uh, you may run into Robert Kraft. It is, he is from Tampa. Jacob, Jacob said he is from Tampa. So, you know, I think that's, right? the, that, that's the area. Not I think that's the neighborhood that Mr. Kraft was in. You yeah, never know. You one of the funniest Kraft. things about the Robert Kraft thing, and again, you know, sex trafficking is a very serious thing, and this is a sex crime, and blah, 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 all that. Absolutely. Is I think he was only there for like 15 minutes. Like, I think the, the driver was outside. He just told the driver, he's like, yeah, keep the, keep the engine on. I'll be, I'll be right back. I gotta catch this flight. But, 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 but let me tell you something that's extremely um, like uh, a billionaire thing. They had a game that day and he owned the team in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So, so he went, checked out the spot, and was like, this ain't going to take long. You no. know what I'm saying? This is not going to take long. And to your point, if it was only 15 minutes, it takes a little longer than that to do a deep tissue massage full body, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I never got professional massages, like never, ever, until about four or five years ago. And I love Game a massage. Changer. I Game love changer. a massage. One of my favorite yes. things about the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy golf tournament 
at the MGM. Jalen and the staff put us up at the MGM. They've got a great spot on there. Once I discovered that place, I was like, oh, I'm coming a day <laughs> early every year. I spend like five hours Absolutely. down there. Get a massage, no shower, steam, no shower, plunge in the pool, read, shower, steam, read, plunge in the pool. I, I love it. And you know what? You know what? One thing I need to turn on next is Manny Petty's. I've only had one in my life and I did not enjoy it. I need to get a real good Manny Petty situation. So I have a busted left hand, as you know, a broken fourth metacarpal with a plate and five screws in my hand. And one of the things I need to do is get more hand massages in particular because my hand be, be aching and sore sometimes, right? Mm. But I found myself always going to the nail spot, but only getting a pedicure. Hmm. Never getting a manicure because it's a chance for me to relax in the massage chair. And you know I doze off for a oh, minute. Oh yeah, you definitely When asleep. I'm getting a hand massage, I can't relax. It's like I'm sitting up, I got my hand over the table, my elbows on the table. It's just like I can't, I can't sit back and relax, so to speak when I'm getting a hand massage. So I gotta add that to my game. But here's also what I wanna tell my guy, Jacob. When people see Jacob, they fix their makeup. And here's what I'll say. If you go to a spot to get a massage and it's 10 p.m. or later, usually that's probably a place you're not gonna tell your coworkers and your significant mm. other you yeah, went Yeah, good to. point. If you ever get a massage that you don't tell your significant other about, you did something wrong. You did something wrong. <laughs> Every time I've gotten a massage, I told my wife I'm getting a massage. I told her where it was. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't get massages that I can't talk about. Let's just say that. It's a great point. Great distinction, Mr. Rose. Always appreciate the call, Jacob. Call 9580-Jalen. You can leave us voicemails, and we'll put you on the show when we come back tomorrow. Why is that, Jalen? Anthony. Rose. We're not done. We're not done. Like the Blastmaster KRS One, one set into a microphone. We are not done. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here, and guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now, making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.